Thanks for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This is the Young Adults Ministry of the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Here we desire to see this generation of young adults reached and revived with the gospel of Christ. We believe our generation has the opportunity to change the world as we know it. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Franklin Road Baptist Church. Our prayer is that our podcast will help you grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the Crosspoint Podcast. restrict that okay you will always have pressure points in life you will always have discouraging moments in life you will always have depressing moments in life you will always be let down by something you cannot restrict that but what you can do as a Christian and as a human being is step back and say while I cannot restrict this I can change my attitude and refocus my mind on God in the midst of this depression or in midst in the midst of this discouraging time and so I want to take us to Psalm chapter number 23 and really what I'm going to give you today or tonight is just some seven I guess if you want to give it an exact number seven reminders to really apply to your life during depression. Now let me just say that I understand that that word depression is a vast scale, okay? Um, There's some people that it is an actual clinical medical um, problem that you need to seek help with and I would encourage you that if maybe you feel like you're at that point to seek some help, but there's also just moments in our life to where maybe we've had a depressing day, maybe we've heard bad news, maybe we lost a job, maybe, maybe something's going on. And so that is a very vast scale. Here's what I will say, is that the principles that we're going to talk about today, I believe, are applicable no matter where you are on that scale or no matter where someone that you love or someone that you might talk to is on that, is on that scale. Here's what you will notice about tonight. Tonight has very little to do with you and everything to do with God. Because here's what I truly believe as we look at really the hot topic of depression, and that is this. The depression, most of the time, is directly linked to some sort of pressure that you have placed on yourself, some sort of failed expectation, some sort of doubt, some sort of lack of trust. And our goal as Christians is this, is to take our minds off of maybe where we haven't measured up, maybe where we have failed, maybe where we have let ourselves down, and refocus them to God. And so the things that we're going to talk about, the seven points that we're going to look at, seven really principles and truths that we're going to look at, are there not because they're going to solve the problem. They're simply there for you to be able to run to and to be able to say, this is what I'm going to take and apply to this problem. And so Psalm chapter number 23, I understand that this is a familiar passage. Here's what I would encourage you to do. To not overlook it just because you're familiar with it. Sometimes I think in Christian circles, especially with the group of people that I'm looking across the room and that I see, many of you were raised in church, you were raised around Christianity, and so Psalm chapter number 23 is almost a byword. You can probably quote it, you can probably, you've seen it on um, probably your grandma's pillow, um, you've seen it, you've maybe heard it on a movie, it's always quoted anytime someone dies on a movie, okay? That's the passage we're getting ready to read. Because of that, it is so familiar that sometimes I think that it has never become personal. And so as we read it, here's what I, here's what I want you to do. 
I want you, if you can, to look at Psalm chapter number 23, take your familiarity glasses off and see it with some fresh new eyes. And let's make it personal tonight. So Psalm chapter number 23, verse number one says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Before we pray, would you guys mind reading those six verses out loud together with me once again, looking at them with fresh eyes and asking the Lord to apply them to your lives and make them personal. Psalm chapter number 23, verse number one, ready, begin. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. We'll ask the Lord to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to look into your word. Lord, this is a serious topic, one that I do not feel at all qualified to possibly talk about, but yet I understand that it is something that your word has the power to help. And so, God, I ask that you would help everything that is said and done, especially that which comes out of my mouth, to be helpful, Lord, to be beneficial, Lord, to be spirit-led and spirit-filled so that someone in this room may either apply this to their life or help someone around them. In your name we pray. Amen. I will go ahead and say this, that I understand that this is a very sensitive topic, so let me go ahead and encourage you that in your discussion times to take it that way. Um, sometimes I think that maybe if you're not the person who struggles with this, maybe you're not the person who is discouraged or depressed, then it can almost become something that doesn't apply to you. And I think that for us as Christians, what we have to do is start taking seriously that which the world needs us to take seriously. Meaning this, that if there is someone in the world and someone in your university or someone at your place of work who is struggling with depression, who is struggling with discouragement, who is struggling with some sort of maybe battle in their mind, should they not find the answers and the help and the support they need than with those who are named by the name of Jesus Christ. So if you're in this room and you say, you know what, this isn't really my thing, I don't struggle with that, then great, praise the Lord for it. I pray that you never do. 
but at the same time, take it seriously because it could very well be a resource and a tool that you can use to help someone else. And so as we dive into this, let me just give you a brief introduction. I've already read the main idea. Let me reiterate it just for those of you who maybe didn't see it or you didn't get to follow along. It says this on page number 22. You will never be able to restrict your depression, but you can refocus your mind on God in the midst of depression. Here's why I say that is because for many of us as Christians, we do not have a context as to, as to how we understand suffering, how we understand hard times, how we understand difficult times. The truth is, is that depression, whether it's no matter where it's at on kind of that scale that we showed in the introduction, the truth is, is that at some point you will probably have a depressing or discouraging day. And for many Christians, what we do not understand is we don't understand how that works in us in light of God's glory. We don't understand what it's doing. We just assume that suffering is bad. I'm going to avoid it. Suffering is hard for me, so I'm going to avoid it at all costs. And then when I do fall into it, I'm going to question it. I'm going to doubt it. I'm going to run from it. I'm going to maybe get frustrated at it. I'm going to get bitter with it. And we don't understand what to do in the midst of our suffering. And so because of that, we almost in some aspects delve further into our own discouragement, further into our own depression, because we don't take our eyes off of what we're feeling in that moment and look toward God. Let me, let me illustrate it to you, okay? I am someone who I hate salad. And I love ice cream, okay? In fact, my wife and I were trying to eat right right now. And so I am trying my best to not think about the three gallons or whatever of ice cream that's over there on the counter that I could possibly go home and eat all of them tonight, okay? I'm trying not to think about that. I hate salad. I love ice cream. So guess what? If I walk into a restaurant and I have my choice of which of those two I'm going to talk about and that I'm going to enjoy during my meal, I'm going to take the ice cream every single time. I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk about the dessert. I'm going to text people. I'm going to, send a, I'm going to post a picture of my dessert that I had at a restaurant. And I very rarely am going to walk out and say, you know what? I wish that I would have eaten more of that salad. That salad was so good. You know what? You need to go for the, to this restaurant for the their salad. Why? Because for me, that's not what I enjoy. And so therefore, because it is not what I enjoy, I'm going to push away from that which is good for me to that which is pleasurable and enjoyable to me. And the same is true with suffering. Many times we can sit there and we can say, I don't like suffering, I don't want it in my life, and so I'm going to shun it, I'm going to run from it, I'm going to avoid it at all costs because I just want the pleasure of this life. But what we fail to understand about suffering, at least in God's world, is that it does serve a purpose, and you have that quote here in your notes, in God's world, suffering serves a purpose, meaning that it could very well be that that which is the most painful for you is also the most beneficial for you. Okay, I want to repeat that one more time. It could be that that which is the most painful for you or to you is the most beneficial for you as well. Sometimes what we are so bad about as Christians is we get in something that is painful or something that is difficult and rather than growing in that moment, 
we run from it and we say, okay, this hurts, I don't like it, I'm gonna miss it, I wanna get out of it, and we never capitalize on that suffering which God has sent for His honor and for His glory. And so let me just walk you through seven reminders. There's no fill in the blank notes. I did that intentionally tonight because I want you to just be able to run back and look at this, not have to worry about filling in a, bu a bunch of blanks, but I want you to be able to look at this. I would encourage you that if you have a Bible that you can write in, I believe these thoughts are applicable enough that I would encourage you to write them in your Bible as well. And so first of all is this, straight out of Psalm chapter number 23, because God is leading me, I don't need anything. Because God is leading me, I don't need anything. Look at verse number one. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me explain to you some context and some power in that verse, okay? When it talks about and it describes the Lord as our shepherd, that means this. The shepherd was responsible for really getting that flock to where they needed to be. If the shepherd didn't go where the sheep needed to be, guess who it hurt? It did not hurt the shepherd, it hurt the sheep. And when the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, here's what it's saying. Because of who God is and because of... Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.